Hey guys, welcome back to Between the Sessions with Alex and Hamish. Hello. Uh, I think we're here for episode eight. Episode eight, wow. Yeah, episode eight. Are we chugging along nicely? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> good this one's yeah. consistent because last we've done it a week from last time. I know, we have. Like three weeks. We're back onto it again, yeah. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about nutrition and the sort of like the pyramid of importance. Mm. With nutrition, well, I think it's a it's a, a good time to talk about it because um, obviously summer is literally around the corner. Yeah, and yeah, uh, legit, like literally We're around like the corner, mid November already. Uh, yeah, well, someone said was oh, it was like seven shit. weeks till Christmas. What's well, got a, four, five, six, maybe less, six maybe now, six weeks. Man, maybe in five? No, no, say it's fifteenth. Yeah, so yeah, probably about six. Yeah, about six weeks. Yeah. So, um, good lord, I know, and you know what, and then, and it's just, and I think it's a prime time. For you know our fitness industry to pop out a whole bunch of um, fad diets and eating protocols, and I think what ends up happening for a lot of clients is that there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of new clients coming into the gym, and there's all sorts of theories, and there's all sorts of uh, diets that they've been on or are on currently. And we thought what we might do is just kind of talk about some of the fundamentals of nutrition. Yep. And some of the you know, maybe the myths surrounding some of these diets or, you know, I find like a lot of these diets kind of um, come back from the dead sometimes or reinvent themselves. And it's like just, fashion. In, isn't it's it? It's like the 60s, all of a sudden it's, people start wearing like thing, full denim it's and like shit. No, it's like no fat and then it's yeah. like, you know, no, no, sugar, no sugar and it's no, no carbs salt. and yeah. then it's like red meat's the enemy and then it's like, you know, and 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 it's always something. And I can, I can really understand why people get so... Um, Triggered. Yeah, and confused and, oh, right, and yeah. kind of give up, you know, <laughs> yeah. after a while because it's like, well, what the, what the hell am I supposed to eat? And yeah. and nutrition in diet is such a big part, um, if not the biggest part. I feel like it's uh, – in the physical realm, it's the biggest part. I think it's bigger than training. Yeah. Because if you eat like shit and you train as hard as you want, you, you'll get some results, but it's not – you can't no, really train yeah. a shitty diet. That's, that's exactly right. And yeah. it's, it sort of works the opposite way as well. Like you can eat really well, but if you don't train, then you won't get the results either. Yeah. But I feel like the, yeah, the I, former is more important. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think I, maybe over the years as well, I've, I've even come to realise that, you know, maybe the training side of thing is an option. Yeah. As in, you do look good, but look better when you're training. Because I think – and look, I'm a big – I mean, I've been training since I was – 12 years old so the training part of it is enjoyable to me and i do get that maybe people out there might not enjoy the training side of things as much but i think training build brings that strength that mobility that flexibility yeah that ability to move and i think that's actually a really big part of who we are as a, as a species that oh, we're designed yeah. to move yeah however um the nutrition needs to come in order to fuel that movement because yep. that recovery like definitely as i've been getting older if the nutrition hasn't been on point i feel it you know well maybe in my 20s I, maybe i could get away with it a little bit more yeah, i mean i was doing bit. athletics for many years as a teen yeah athletics I, I, burns a lot of calories yeah, as well, just I, from the explosiveness true so a combination of being really young yeah and having and eating whatever i want and i remember eating mcdonald's and a whole bunch of other crap oh, yeah but lean Lean, strong. Yeah, still lean. You know, so I think as you get older, nutrition definitely plays a big part. Well, you notice it. I mean, yeah. I think it would have been. I would have probably been performed better if I had. But I think, oh, if you no, if you had more nutrition, uh, I think then. so. Maybe, maybe now looking back yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I think weight training in general, if you're going to lose, if you're aiming to lose weight, plays a big part because yeah. weight training over like a cardio based training, you're 
creating like a protein synthesis in your muscles for up to two days afterwards, mm. which is burning more calories. And the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn to recover. Yeah. So you're burning ec- extra calories as opposed to like if you have l- low overall muscle mass, you're burning less to someone who has more muscle mass than you. Yeah. Um, so hence using more calories in a resting state. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So weight training can play a massive part in your overall caloric intake. Yeah, well, I think it's much easier. Like I think if, you ha- if you're depending on diet alone. Yeah. Um, I feel it's harder, or, or you know, and, I, and I've definitely seen clients become more obsessive over diet mm. because they are missing that workout yeah. component. So I definitely think it's a marriage, the two of them, yeah, coming together. Yeah. So now, did you want to talk a little bit about some of the fundamentals of nutrition? Now, obvi- obviously, we're going to talk a bit about what's important with nutrition. Yeah. But we want to let everybody know that everybody really is different, mm-hmm. um, and there really is no one diet that suits everybody. Yeah. Um. And I think if you take a step back, that makes sense because we're different genetically. Um, our environments are different. Our levels of stress are different. Um, the type of foods that we like to yeah. eat are different. You know, we've got cultural backgrounds, which, you know, we did a podcast about cultural backgrounds and, yeah. and fitness and a few podcasts back. So we, we come to the table with a lot of differences. Yep. And so, and I think for that reason, that's why there is no one perfect diet. But there are things that we definitely recommend to our clients, which are those fundamentals, yeah, um, or at least a blueprint of an approach, yep, to look at um, nutrition and how to better it. So do you want to go through what some yeah. of the things that we? So the the thing that we start with is a pyramid. So at the bottom of the pyramid, and the most important thing overall is your calories in versus your calories out. Yeah, right. So your overall caloric intake. <laughs> Say, let's use an example. If you were eating 2,000 calories yeah. and you're burning 2,000 calories throughout the day, you're going to most likely maintain your weight. Okay. Right? So saying, saying that again, so if, if you're eating 2,000 calories worth of food... Yeah. And, and then to maintain your... To maintain your weight... So the energy to use to maintain that weight yeah. is also 2,000. We're at it's a... equivalent. As a, we're at a neutral... Yeah. Uh, at a neutral chorolic... Caloric... Um, like a level yeah yeah, yeah. so we're, yeah. we're a base yeah and you know your body's always using energy just to keep you alive pump your heart yeah you know recover from re- recover through your muscles and yep. all the all the biological functions that we have yeah. requires yeah you're, energy. you're burning calories while you're asleep pretty yeah. much it's obviously less than when you're walking around but that also plays a big part in like if you if you're working at a desk job desk job you're going to have a lower um caloric output than if mm. you're Concreting all day, yeah, getcha, and yeah. carrying heavy pipes yeah. around. Like you've got a really active job, you're gonna burn more calories than if you don't. Yeah. And so this is kind of where these two kind of um, energy expenditure comes through. So you've got your biological energy expenditure, yeah. So calories used to keep you alive, yeah. And then you have your activity-based expenditure, or I think sometimes I call it NEAT or non-activity-based yeah. um, tasks or activities, yeah. Which would be. You know, what you do for a job would dictate a lot. I mean, if you're sitting at a desk all day, you're not burning as much as a concreter because he's active and moving all day. So these requirements of energy expenditure and also energy in will vary because of our lifestyle. And and this is kind of where already you can start to see how nutrition can vary for people and how much food they should have or um, how little or how, you know, because of simple things like that and then even from a biological point of view we're so different and our requirements are so different whether we're male or female or big or small or Mm -hmm. how much body fat we're carrying or how much muscle we're carrying so already there's 
a bunch of variables there, and then there's also how much activity that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we use that as the as like the fundamentals, mm. right? So if you're trying to lose weight, you're going to try and stay under. You're going to go for a caloric deficit, so eat less than you're expending. Yep. And if you're trying to gain weight, then you're trying to eat more than you're expending, which yeah. is caloric surplus. And I think this area gets very confusing for people because I think a lot of people maybe when they start off their weight loss journey assume um, that they're eating less food, you know, or they will try to eat less food, you know, mm. um, but they don't always get sometimes the results that they want. Um, do you mean they think they're eating less food? Well, this is this actually th- eating more. Well, this is the thing. I think I think what I tend to find with clients is, you know, they'll come in going, "Look, I wanted to lose weight, so I have been cutting meals, or I have been eating, trying to eat less, yeah, and what have you." But they're still not losing weight, and I think a big thing to to really make a point to people that if you're not losing weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. Yeah, you know, yeah. there might be some extraneous circumstances maybe hormonally or maybe genetically that's stopping you yeah but that would be a very very small percentage yeah that's an outlier while the the true fact is if you're um not losing the weight you're not actually in a calorie deficit or you're not in a consistent calorie deficit yeah which i think where some of the problem lies people might eat less calories in a couple of days but then they're binge eating at the other end yeah. or they're eating higher calorie foods on the weekends, yep. which might be undoing what yep. they've been doing during the week. So staying in a calorie deficit is literally the key to losing weight. Yeah. Now, the difficulty is sometimes trying to find out or know what that calorie deficit is because we have such different levels and requirements individually mm-hmm. and our food as well. It's very hard to determine exactly how much calories or energy is in that food that we're eating. And it can be very misleading because certain foods carry a higher level of energy uh, density uh, Mm. and they might be quite smaller in portion sizes but come quite high in terms of energy. And other things which can seem like they have a a larger in volume but have a lower uh, energy density to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good for the... That's good for the caloric... Yeah. overall caloric intake yeah um, so that's step one yeah so step one is really determining a calorie if it's a weight loss strategy for you then it's determining a um calorie deficit yeah um and i think as we were discussing before that takes a little bit of trial and error yeah yeah because um we don't know exactly how much our bodies you, you need. can you can use some formulas to get close yeah yep. close but in, it, it could be within 200 calories Give or take, so yeah. it's it's still trial and error. Yeah. Um. I think before you were saying, oh, how people might eat a lower lower calorie intake for some of the week and then higher, they don't realize they're eating higher at the yeah. other side. Yeah. yeah. So the way uh, I I used to try and gain weight as much as possible, yeah. and instead of looking at it as one day, like eating over the calories for one day, I would look at it as my weekly as calories. Weekly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I might have. I think I was going for thirty thousand a week or somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. So if I was if I was well behind, and what, and what was that working out per day? That was around like, like four thousand, four point five ish. So yeah, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah, like four point five to four point nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. If I if I was hitting like three and a half a day during the week, then I knew I could have a big weekend. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that could also work for weight loss. Yeah. Well, you that's might... that's definitely what I used to do. Yeah. Um, Back in the days when I used to go out and party, you know, yeah. al- alcohol, and, and I get this a lot of questions from clients, like, do I have to give up my social life 
in order to Absolutely. lose weight. Like, <laughs> yes, lock yourself in the room. <laughs> throw your phone yeah. in the river. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Break up with all your friends <laughs> and throw away the key to that door and yep. stay inside. Yep. But besides doing that... Um, <laughs> besides that. <laughs> uh, and look, don't get me wrong, this took a bit of discipline. It but does take discipline. It takes a lot of discipline and it takes understanding your food yeah. well, but staying in a consistent calorie deficit, probably lower than usual during the week. Yeah. So I would have that extra room on the weekend. Yeah, if you want to have a bit of fun. If you want to have a bit more fun. Yeah. yeah. But then also knowing how to curve that back so that Monday morning, I'm literally back to the same regime, not going, yeah. See, that oh, takes discipline. and that takes discipline. Yeah. Yeah, to go, oh, you know, I'm a bit hungover and I'll let Monday roll into Wednesday. And For some people, it might just be easier to stay a consistent underneath. True. The whole seven days. Exactly right. Like, a, and a consistent low calories most of the days instead of all having weekends where you have a little bit more but keeping a bit a little bit lower during the week yeah and that's also another trial and error thing yeah because that's what that's what works for you yeah if i was to do that i would i like i couldn't eat five thousand calories a day hmm. so i would i would rather have a high day a low day high day low day and but that's just what worked for me yeah. so it was trial and error yeah i tried the other way and it didn't work um the next thing up from the calories in versus calories out or overall caloric intake, we go up the pyramid to macros, yeah. so macronutrients. Mm -hmm. Macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Yep. Every food has these three in them. Um, there are different, different foods are obviously higher and lower in different, like meats are usually high protein, Yep. or if not all protein with a tiny bit of fat. Yep. Um, and some carb, there is some carb in there. Yeah, some carb in, yep. in some meats. Um, then there's obviously carbs like rice, pasta, potatoes. Mm. And, and most of your vegetables. Most of your vegetables. kind of sitting there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then fats, which what are some high fats like, like nuts, nuts, butters. And, yep, coconut oils. Coconut oils, um, other oils. Some some fishes like, some, like sardines. Yeah, so, so, yeah like some fish, like salmon is high, high and high quality protein, but mm. it's also high fat. Yeah. But that's a good fat. Yeah. There are, there are different types of fats, but maybe we... So yeah. Definitely, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, and I think that the thing here to know is that you know all foods do come with these three major components. Yeah. Um, and obviously the ones that you want to sort of steer towards is the more wholesome types of foods. Yeah, wholesome foods. Because once you start clicking over into processed based food, well, look, there's nothing wrong. You you can have these processed foods mm -hmm. and still lose weight. There's yeah. I don't think that's if you follow this formula of being in a calorie deficit, yeah, that's, that takes us back to the calorie deficit. You can eat, you can eat nineteen hundred calories of pizza, yep. and be under your cal caloric deficit, or you can eat nineteen hundred calories of whole whole foods like eggs, Correct. vegetables, yeah, good proteins, and that you were saying before that uh, high volume foods are often like lower lower energy. So yeah, lower so you, you tend to have more volume in those yeah. foods, say the ones that are more wholesome. Yeah. Um, while maybe your 1,900 calories of pizza might be yeah. three pieces, you know, and that might... That right. Might. And so there's not a lot of food to go around. So yeah. where, where people have, make the mistake is that they're then hungry again pretty soon. And so yeah. they're, they're tipping over yeah. their calories um, very quickly yeah. by choosing those foods. And again, we're not demonizing any food in particular, but these are the kind of choices you make. Yeah. 
um, when you understand food, you know? And like, yeah. for example, this is kind of where intermittently fasting works really nicely for me. Yeah. Again, if I know that I'm going to have uh, a high calorie day or if I had a high calorie day, yeah. whether that's been in, in my control or not, I know that either the next meal or the next day, yeah. I'm trying to either skip a meal or reduce my calories as best I can. Okay. Well, so what, a, what hours do you do for IF? Look, it, it, look. Intermittent fasting could probably be a whole other podcast. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that's probably. Um, I think um, you know. I, I my, personally, for me, I do about a sixteen-hour fast. Yeah. Um, once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, and that's as a way to go back to talking about calories to keep myself in a calorie deficit without the tracking side of things. Without you know looking at every single meal. Like I, I think the reality for me with, with two kids. Is I'd love to track every meal and love to portion size and weigh everything out. I just it's not going to happen. Yeah. And so, intermittently fasting is a way to get into a calorie deficit without the extra stuff about measuring and checking in. But it's really important to do it correctly. Yeah. Because even that can really substantially get you to either undereat or overeat. Because if you're starting to fast, but then at the end of it you're feasting yeah. too much, feasting. Yeah. then you. It offsets the benefits of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, here. So I think that could be a whole other podcast. That could be, yeah. Um, so going back to the macros. Yeah, so going back to the macros. So it's obviously the ratios of the macros that yeah. is more important. So one gram of protein has four calories, mm-hmm. one gram of carbs has four calories, and then one gram of fat has nine calories. Yeah, right, okay. So if we're doing 2,000 calories a day, we're going to split those three macros up into to add up to... The 2,000 calories. So you yeah. might have 150 grams of protein, 230 grams of carbs, yeah. and 75 fats. Yeah. Okay. And then so each meal that you have, say you have chicken and broccoli. Yeah. Boring shit. Yeah. But <laughs> you might have 100 grams of chicken, which is going to work out to roughly 31 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. And your uh, broccoli, if you have like two cups, might be. 40 grams of carbs yeah. and 3 grams of protein. Yeah, that's going to yeah. add up to 35 protein, however many carbs, yeah. and that goes towards your total day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, sure. when you've got when you when when you've already nailed down the calories, your caloric intake for the day, you can step up to mm-hmm. trying to track your macros. Yeah. 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 Which we use a various ways of tracking that. Yeah. Um I think another thing with macros that we or I, I tend to go with with many clients is trying to at least establish a protein baseline yeah because protein tends to be one of those macros that makes us feel quite satisfied and it really helps with the repair and recovery of the body yeah definitely and and i think protein is one of those things that the body can't actually store so as we eat it we're either utilizing it or we're dumping it dumping it so for that reason it's it's i think protein is really one of those great things that we um we need to make sure is in our bodies because mm. from that all the our aminos which run a whole bunch of um, chemical uh, reactions happen in our body from those proteins so making sure that you're having enough protein um, is essential I think to, yep. to, to life um, the, the science is kind of out on how much protein that you do need I mean can it range from one gram per kilo of body weight or less or 0.8 right up to i think two or three grams per kilo of body weight yeah. and i think it might vary depending on whether you're training or not or yeah you know, and, what kind of, and, and obviously your goals as well but yeah. and i know some of that those kind of levels might be challenging for vegan and vegetarian clients out there but there is plant-based uh proteins that you can definitely mm-hmm. um 
get into your system. Yeah. Um, it, I just find that, again, it comes back to that volume, you know. So the volume of plant-based proteins that you need to match what an animal-based protein would be yeah. is, is a lot harder. It just takes more work. I don't think it's impossible. It just takes more yeah, work. So, so like if you're having 100 grams of chicken, you're going to get 31 grams of protein. To get 31 grams of protein out of like chickpeas, yeah, you, you might have to have like... 600 grams of Correct, which like is a lot and that huge. also comes with a high carb and high fat yeah so now we're talking about macronutrients and you can see where yeah. it can become quite difficult to yeah. regulate it now obviously if you eat that way for religious or ethical reasons that's fine that's totally out of the scope of what we're trying to talk about here we're purely talking about nutrition and biology and, and how it affects the body and yeah. for a lot of people that particular type of way works and for others it doesn't so yeah each to their own on that yeah I think one thing that we find a lot of with clients is if they're not really looking at their diet too much, when we get them to sort of record what they're already eating, we find that most of them are quite low on protein. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think also because in our day-to-day world, fats and carbs are easy to store. Oh, yeah. You know, like a lot of the fast processed food, they're easy to eat. And and fats and carbs together taste delicious. (laughs) You know, like that's – so it's – it's easy to eat. It's satisfying. It tastes really good. Yep. Um, and it's it stays longer. Like, it, it's it's more available. You know, it's it, you can keep it for many many days. While protein, on the other hand, it will rot. Or, or you know, so you can't yeah, store true. it as long. You can't keep it as long. You can get quite sick yeah. from it. So it doesn't have a shelf life. The same. It doesn't have the same shelf life. Yeah. So it becomes harder to get. So I think. Um, that, that's probably maybe one of the reasons. Yep. Maybe there's a few there, but one of the reasons people don't get protein enough. Plus, protein makes you feel quite satisfied. Yeah, it keeps so you, you fuller longer. So it keeps you fuller longer. While carbs, I especially feel for myself and with carbs, it kind of makes you want to eat more and more carbs or more and more fats as well as you eat mm. these kind of foods. They're quite comforting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why we kind of stress to get the protein in first because at least if you've got that, you're more likely to eat less carbs than fats simply because you're more satisfied from the protein that you're eating. Yep. Um, So moving on from macros, we move into micros. So micronutrients, which are, you sort of touched on this before, the Mm. amino acids in in your proteins. Yeah. Your fatty acids. The fatty acids. Your glucose and sugars, and plus all the vitamins and minerals. Yeah, all the vitamins, minerals, fibers. Vitamin Cs. All that from, from, you can get a lot of that from vegetables. Yeah. And not that much vegetables either. Like no. I think even I think Patty posted the other day, like two or three cups of spinach gets you pretty much all all the vitamins you need. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. really? That, yeah. that not much. Yeah. yeah. And that's not much. Like it's it's a lot when you look at it yeah. uncooked, but if you cook it down, it's No, like, it's not much. It's like, and I, and I think this is the important point of going back to whole wholesome yeah, foods. Yeah, bring this back to wholesome. You know, we were talking about macros and then we we're talking about calories and now we're really looking at these finer micros that are important to the function of your body yeah now if you and the function of your brain and your brain and and if you start eating more of these vegetables and these kind of colorful fruits and vegetables yeah they're going to have these elements which is not going to be in those processed foods you know once once food has been tampered with and and heated and all that type of stuff it, it changes its uh, nutritional value so getting yeah. things as close to their natural form as possible yeah. is going to give you some of these micros that you might not be aware of yep yeah pepperoni pizza doesn't have many micros in it no no, no. the nutritional value might be not there definitely have fats protein carbohydrates yeah. but when it comes to the micros not as much yeah, yeah. um 
And I think, and I think this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but like one of our, one of the other, the final things that we'll talk about is supplementation. Mm. And so we often get a lot of clients going, oh, you know, what supplements should I take? You know, should I take a vitamin D or a calcium? And, and, and again, you know, we kind of look at supplements as the very last resort. Yeah, it's top of the table. It's, you know, the last thing to look at. But really getting these micros in or getting these fruits and vegetables and these really wholesome foods gives you those supplements already. So then trying to go off and go buy some sort of um, nutri- some supplement from the chemist, I mean, just it's a waste of money. Half the supplements people take, you piss out anyway. Well, yeah, well, it's, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think there's... And, and I think, you know, from reading into it myself, it's... We, we, we take a lot of individual supplementations, but yeah. the body actually works with various ratios. Like it's the, it's the chemical reactions among a whole bunch of different micros yeah. and the right ratios of micros. Like even vitamin C, for example, I mean, too little will give you scurvy and too much will kill you, you know? Like yeah. it's the same thing. These, these micros are so important, but it's in their right amounts and with the right, and right other micros that makes them really useful for our bodies. So yeah. taking individual supplements... Um, unless it's been prescribed by a doctor or you've had blood tests done that show your deficiency in those areas yeah. um, are unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we spend a lot of money, this billion-dollar industry, oh, you know, again, huge. and again, it's like the food industry taking the nutrients out of that food because they're processing it and making it fast and then they're selling us the nutrients in, yeah, you know, in it's supplementation. Pair, it's like, it? man, come on, <laughs> it's like money, money, money all the way out, you know, and yeah. a lot of it can be solved simply by understanding food Mm-hmm. And knowing um, what, what, how good whole foods, whole foods are and getting just more of that in your diet. Yeah. You can pretty much get all the vitamins and micronutrients that you need from whole foods. Yeah, I agree. You don't need to take anything. And another thing that we haven't kind of touched on, which probably is another whole podcast, mm-hmm. is your gut bacteria and your gut health. Yeah, it's so it's fine to get these foods in through you know whole foods or whatever, but if your gut bacteria or your digestion is not breaking down these foods and you're not absorbing them correctly, um, that's a whole... Mm-hmm another issue yeah um and now as we go kind of climbing up this pyramid you can see how we all differ you know and and stress and pharmaceuticals and diet and a whole bunch of things affect this the our ability to digest our food and so that can have a a massive impact on whether you're losing weight or reaching your goals of putting on weight yeah um yeah Um, good so you're moving moving up to the last two yeah so the after micros we have timing yeah so timing is i don't i don't know maybe we should have supplements before timing i feel yeah, like timing I mean, is pretty like yeah end of the line true i don't know if it's that important i think when it comes to timing of foods i mean generally speaking i found for me having something like protein and fats before a workout yeah and proteins yeah. and carbs after works really well yeah um having more carbohydrates towards the end of the day or night time Yep. Um, helps me recover better for the morning. Yep. Um, so I think that's that's important when it comes to timing. Um, yeah. I, I've used other protocols where I've cycled through having higher carbohydrate days on the days that I'm working out oh, yeah. and lower carbohydrate days on the days that I'm not working out. Yep. So this kind of timing in terms of days. Yeah. Um, and again, like supplementation, I feel like these two things yeah, are these, probably less important. These or, last two are. Well, well, definitely, if you haven't got calories, you haven't got macros, you haven't got micros right, and you yeah. haven't checked your gut bacteria out, yeah. timing and supplementation is a waste of fucking time. If you can't control how many calories you're getting in, mm. why are you taking whey protein? Yeah. Why are you taking a multivitamin Correct. if you don't even know what micronutrients yeah. you're getting? Yeah, exactly right. Right? 
exactly. Um, and so that that works hand in hand with yeah. timing your food. Yeah. 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 If you're not, if you can't control what you're putting in your body to begin with, why do, why are you bothering with timing? Yeah, exactly. I think it's such a it's it's like what um, um, a mentor used to say to me is like majoring in minor things. You know, yeah. it's like trying to get the most out of timing when you haven't even got the foundations down pat yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's important to follow this pyramid. Yeah. Get your exactly. calories down. If you've got that down, you can go to your uh, macros. If yeah. you've got that down, look at your micros and then move yeah. on to supplements and timing. Yeah. Um, timing for me, I've I've worked a little bit with, uh, for myself, carb loading mm. before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or heavy workouts. Yep, yeah. Um, which has worked well. Yeah. And I also like, you were saying carbs later in the day, I like to sometimes have a bowl of oats before bed and I, I knock out. Yeah, me too. I sleep and, 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 I, and I have to admit that wasn't my idea a long time ago. It used to be like no carbs before five, yeah, you know, yeah. some of those kind of myths. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, I guess that, I think that thing's maybe taken out of context a little bit. Yeah. Maybe if you're carrying a lot of excess body fat, mm. I think maybe reducing your carbohydrate intake is maybe good so maybe rules like that i don't know might work for you for me particularly i don't have a lot of body fat to lose those rules come back to the calories inverse calories out anyway well it does it does because it's a rule telling you not to eat this after a certain time it's still getting you trying to get you into a calorie yeah. deficit so yeah. it's kind of coming that's back to the, some of the fundamentals that's the baseline of the rule correct yeah. yeah so i think that's where that kind of comes from not that carbs is the enemy or no carbs before five yeah, carbs after 8 p.m i know correct correct that's just having that bowl of oats is going to put five kilos and i think this is where the confusion gets with a lot of diets and their protocols and what's right i think yeah. whenever i look through this pyramid at them they're either ticking a lot of these boxes off or they're not, mm. you know, or, you know, they're doing things that are going to give you a short-term weight loss, yeah. nothing that's going to give you anything long-term and sustainable. Yeah, like eat one meal and drink nine litres of water a day. And Correct. You're going to lose weight, the ca- but not for long. Yeah, just starve yourself and you'll lose weight and then you'll probably die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you'll rebound. At least you'll be 1% body fat. Yeah, you know. That's <laughs> um, like the biggest loser. Man. They starve them, they train them like crazy. And then they lose what? Of like course they would. 50, 60 kilos. Absolutely. Two months after the show, they're just as big as they were. They're ex- not bigger. Exactly. Because exactly. it's not sustainable. They actually did a, a, a research on that and they found that majority of people in The Biggest Loser are actually worse off after the show. And you think about yeah. how ridiculous they that show is. And well, think how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Let's lock you in a room. Yeah. And, and I think how they treat those contestants are disgusting. It's almost like they're animals, like yeah. putting food out in front of them and, you know, like. And, I would love to see their mindset or their mental health um, during yeah. and, and, and after, but they don't talk about that. You know, they don't, mm. no one wants to hear about what happened afterwards or whether it was sustainable. It's like, yeah. yeah, making them run on treadmills and then cutting out all the calories. Of course you're going to lose weight. Your body's literally going into shock. Yeah, it's like survival mm. when they're stuck on the island and all they've got to eat is rice and beans. Exactly right. You'll lose weight. <laughs> yeah, they're collecting files and doing challenges. But what are they day. doing all day? They're sitting on the fucking beach. So you don't see them running around yeah, and doing shit. No they've got no energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's all just layers around, you know, yeah. like do no work. They come back tan and skin and bones. Exactly. It's all, all moved to weight loss island, you know. They should do a uh, Biggest Loser cross survival challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. The survivor would probably eat them. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. So maybe in summary. So we got our pyramid. Yeah. So the number one takeaway we want you guys to get, if you're approaching summer now and you're wanting to lose a bit of weight or gain weight, um, the key is to look at your calories. Yeah, you need to be in a calorie deficit or calorie surplus, depending what your goals are. That's number one. 
Um, I think even before that, if you've got no idea what you're eating, just record what you're well, eating. Well, I think that was that was going to be my next thing. I think okay. the first step to do is track your food. Yeah. Um, we use things like MyFitnessPal and there's a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, you know, we were also on Precision Nutrition's website. They've got a bunch of other methods if tracking is not your way, which is kind of like using your piss, your piss. <laughs> using your piss. If it's super yellow, you're fucked. <laughs> what is what is a pissed anyway? I don't even know. Oh, I thought you said piss. No, no, you pissed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's super yellow. I'm like, where are you coming from? It's super yellow. <laughs> this podcast has gone downhill <sighs> very rapidly. Anyway, fist is what I was trying to say. Um, you know, palm measurements. <laughs> palm measurements. <laughs> yeah, we have lost the plot. So anyway, trying to bring it back, um, keeping a calorie deficit or surplus, using MyFitnessPal or some measurement tool to actually track what you're eating, yeah. number one. Yeah. Number two, find out what your macros are. So how much protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Again, tracking it through MyFitnessPal. MyFitnessPal will set you uh, loose ones. Yeah. And it will give you a guide. And everything's an estimate anyway. We don't know yeah. 100%, but it gives you a guide. Yeah. Um, number two, looking at your micro. So I, I would then be trying to see how much whole food you can get in as opposed to processed food. Yeah. Heaps of fruit and vegetables. That's a good way to just look at your micros. In, like if you don't want to actually look at your micros. Instead like of trying to make it too complicated. Yeah, just try that. and get more whole foods yep. in. Um, and obviously water would come into that formula as well, getting in that right amount of fluids. Yep. Uh, and then I would probably leave timing and supplementation alone. I yeah, really don't, don't think there's anything now. to bother about. If you haven't taken those first three steps... Um, it's pointless trying to talk about supplementation and timing of food and anything else. And get those three steps down. Yeah. Don't do those three steps for three days and no. then be like, yeah, fuck, I'm onto protein powder. Correct, exactly right. Do those three steps for three months. Yeah, exactly. And, and see what results you get. Yeah, right? Before you look into something else. It's like, um, that's like I analogy of like a bodybuilder jumping straight onto steroids. You mm, haven't, yeah, yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah, found yeah, yeah. your full natural potential, potential yeah. before you... Like if you, if you Is that what you f- did? Is it, you jumped no, straight into no, the steroids? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm big enough. <laughs> um, if you say so. If you train for five years and you find you've stagnated, you're not getting any more results, then maybe do it. And but you've, if you've trained for two months yeah. and you're like... And we're not, oh, um, we're not encouraging taking yeah, steroids by any means, but it's just the analogy of... <laughs> Making sure you get your fundamentals get down. the fundamentals right before you start looking at other alternatives to improve your yeah. performance or get better results. Yeah, get those first three down pat for some time. Yes, yeah. for a, on a consistent level. Yeah, get consistent with it. Um, it's like a workout. Get consistent. <laughs> Do it. All right, cool. I think that's it from us today, guys. Yeah. Thank you again for tuning in. Between the sessions, thanks for your feedback. As always, please check us out on Spotify, our other podcasts, and rate us on iTunes. Until next week. Yeah. Cool. Have a great week, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.